Welcome to the Soul Grit Podcast. I'm Ann Taylor McNeese, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also love Jesus, and I'm passionate about all things gospel and therapy. I created Soul Grit to be at the intersection of mental health and Christian faith. Christ followers need a place to ask questions and get answers about mental health. Join me as we dive into real stories and real questions from people who want to honor God with their hearts, souls, and minds. Well, today I want to welcome Sue Bidstrup. Sue is actually my business coach, but she's a lot more than that. Uh, She has a really diverse background in all things um, Jesus and body and movement. And um, her big thing is, uh, well, her business is called Great Big Yes, and she's here to encourage women to say yes. So before I say anything more about that, I just want to ask Sue to introduce herself. And I want to thank her for being here. And Sue, what can you tell us about what you do? Hi. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for having me here. I love this and I'm so excited about your podcast. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm the founder of Great Big Yes. And really, I help women say yes to living a life of abundance. And I specifically work with women who are business owners. And so I help them launch and grow their business. And so what this means is really a lot of Um, coaching that has to do with mindset, helping women overcome limiting thoughts and helping them take inspired action. And so this involves just, you know, they have everything they need. It's helping them have the confidence and the clarity to take action. And I have a membership where I work with um, business owners and it's so great too, because that adds the community aspect of it. And I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we feel alone. We feel like we're at home. We're like on our computer and we're working and we're thinking, is anybody even listening? Or if you're putting out a podcast and you're thinking, is anyone paying any attention? And it's just really good to be around other women who are creating and doing their own thing as well. And so I love the membership, but I also do one-on-one coaching and great big. Yes. Has been around for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. So if you really go to greatbigyes.com, there's like blog posts from 10 years ago when I first started writing And I really wanted it to be all about God's invitation to say yes um, to the life that he's inviting us into. And so it's just grown through the years. Like you said, I have a lot of different things in my background. I was a yoga teacher. Um, I've just done a lot of different things over that time, but it's all really fit nicely into this umbrella of great big yes, because it's about saying yes. And sometimes, um, that's the hardest thing, right? Once you say yes, you're on the path. You're, once you're committed to saying yes to God and what he has for you, um, so many things open up. So I'm excited about the work, more excited than I've ever been. And coaching um, is the just, I know it's the thing I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's a little bit about it. That's kind of the overview. Yeah. So what you do is just connect with women and help them overcome some of the obstacles that they might be having, uh, for having that fulfilled life. And so for me, I sought you out 
because I knew I wanted to uh, reach more people. Uh, launching the podcast was one of the things on the horizon and as well as the e-course that I wrote. And I needed somebody to spur me on. I don't like I went to school to become a therapist, but I didn't necessarily get any training on how to run a business or how to do marketing or how to put yourself out there on social media. And those are all things that you have expertise in. So when I was looking around for a coach, I had asked another woman who does some coaching and she said, Oh, I, I can't really take anybody on right now, but you, you're going to want to connect with Sue. And so she referred me to you. And when I saw that you work specifically with women, specifically with entrepreneurs and specifically with Christians, I was like, well, that'll do. <laughs> and so yes. we connected on the phone or on zoom and um, you've been walking alongside me as I've uh, try to put myself out there in the world. So, yeah. um, I, I really value the connection that you've had. And then also, like you said, there's the membership where there's a, a group of other women now, like I'm used to being around mostly other mental health professionals, but this is a group yeah. of like people who sell oils and people who sell real estate and people who, um, make things beautiful and, um, in, in different Yoga ways. Teachers yeah. And, yeah. 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 So it's all different kinds of people that can kind of come with different perspectives um, just to spur each other on in our businesses, but also in our life and our faith. So that's really cool. Yeah. But and I think what you realize is even if they're doing something different in a different industry, a lot of the things that we struggle with that coaches can help with, they're common, right? They're, um, especially if you're starting a business, you may be worried, oh gosh, I'm afraid to put myself out there. I'm, I'm nervous about what people might think, right? Or um, I don't know if I know enough, right? Or I don't know if I'm ready. Um, these are some of the limiting thoughts we have as entrepreneurs. And what I love about um, being faith-based is we get to lean into our foundation of knowing that we are worthy and that we do have purpose um, and that we are equipped, right? And so um, in Great Big Yes, we talk about three different pillars, the foundation, the focus, and the flow. And so mm -hmm. the foundation is that God loves you. He created you with a plan and a purpose in mind. You, you can do this, right? You have everything you need. Um, and that's the foundation. And then the focus piece is really the coaching part that might have to do with like scheduling and a to-do list. And what would I do next? And how do I do an Instagram bio? And um, what's the best way to market this and how many more clients do I want to get and things like that. And then the flow is when you're, those two things are coming together and you're really just living in that flow of your original design and your identity in Christ coupled with, um, the hard work that you're doing, right? Like the, the, um, effort that you're putting into it and, um, your education and your background and you're bringing all of your gifting and your talents together. Mm -hmm. And then you're in that flow and you're really living your life in the way that feels authentic to you. Um, and it doesn't feel forced, you know, um, there's always the difference between kind of forcing and hustling. And you'll hear a lot of that in, um, for entrepreneurs, it's like, you got to hustle, like you're a boss babe. Right. And I'm <laughs> always like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> How about if we root down deep into our um, original design and our foundation. And, and God will give us that power that comes from plugging into your source. And that's very different mm -hmm. from um, relying on our own strength and kind of white knuckling our business. Yeah. And so um, I think that's what makes Great Big Yes and my coaching unique is it's not about 
competing to um, have the most followers on Instagram. You know, I'm always saying we don't need to show up in a thong on Instagram to get more <laughs> followers, right? We're not going to do that. Right? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's built um, on integrity and it's built on faith and it's built on who you are and who you want to be, right? And so we're not giving up our um, our beliefs and our identity in order to like, you know, be popular in the world. And so um, we address a lot of those kind of thoughts that we may have too. Uh, you know, should I do this or should I not do this? Or what feels good and authentic to us as Christ followers? Yeah, yeah that's really good because we've talked about uh, in different episodes and, and on the blog as well, that, that when you incorporate your faith and you really integrate it into every part, like every layer of what you're doing, your business, your body, your wellness, all of this stuff, uh, that that's where your superpower is. I, that, I mean, that's yes. kind of a cliche word, but um, that's where you really have the power of the resurrected Christ to do all of those things. So, um, I, I love to hear about other women who are doing that with their their given calling. So, Sue, the reason I wanted to have you here today was really about, um, like, there are some differences between coaching and counseling, and there are some similarities. And so some people that listen might not really know, like, do I need to see a life coach or a business coach or a different kind of coach, health coach maybe, or do I need to see like a mental health professional, a therapist or a counselor? And so um, we're just going to have like a discussion about how you and I see the differences. And so based on our different training, we might, we might have a different idea. And I feel like we might get surprised by each other today. So that's okay. Um, that you might think, oh, well, I thought counseling was this. And I might think, oh, well, I thought coaching was like this. And and we're going to just open that up for people to understand that there's probably a place in your life for both things. Um, so first of all, could you tell us just really briefly, what does it take for somebody to be trained as a coach? Or what kind of training did yeah. you have? So I went to the Christian Coach Institute, and um, I went through a training program through them. It was an online training program. And the thing about coaching, the coaching industry is it's not regulated. Mm -hmm. And so it's not going to be the same as a therapist. There's going to be a wide range of people. I mean, unfortunately, there's people kind of saying they're life coaches or mm -hmm. saying they're business coaches that have no training. Yeah. Um, and so it's different. Whereas for you, you know, it, you have to be licensed and there's all of this kind of regulation around it mm -hmm. that keeps everybody, um, in line. Um, and coaching is not like that. And so I think sometimes coaching gets a bad rap yep. um, because there's a lot of people who just say they're a coach and it's kind of like willy nilly. Um, so literally there, I go to jail yeah. or lose my livelihood if I said, oh, I'm a therapist, but I hadn't gone through the necessary you know, master's degree with the internship and the licensure exams. If I didn't go through those steps, then, and I said, I'm a therapist and hung out my shingle, like there would be legal prosecution for me because right. the, the board is in place there to keep people safe because you don't want people who are, you know, like quacks <laughs> to, um, right. to be trying to dig in with people on their mental health issues or their trauma or their relationships and all of that. So 
Yes, I do right. see that there's a little bit like, well, how much training does a life coach really have? So, so tell us how much training does a life coach have? <laughs> <laughs> so this was like a 10 week course online. Um, okay. It was a lot of reading and then a lot of practicing. So then I got like two clients that I worked with for free and I had to record all of the mm -hmm. sessions for like eight sessions. And then mm -hmm. I would turn those in and those would be evaluated, you know, so before you could say I'm a coach, mm -hmm. I had to practice. Somebody had to listen. And there was a lot of feedback. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I didn't understand going into coaching is that coaching. So coaching is about basically getting someone from where they are to where they want to be. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the big differences between coaching and counseling, and I know we'll get into more of this when you talk about counseling, but mm -hmm. is the negative psychology versus the positive psychology. So mm -hmm. like how counselors will go into your past, counselors will go into healing trauma from the past. Coaches mm -hmm. are really more about moving forward. So how do I get you from where you are to where you want to be? Um, but oftentimes if I'm talking to somebody in a coaching situation and they need, I can tell if they need therapy and I have to say in integrity, I'm not trained to help you with yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can refer them to a therapist, yeah. um, coaching. It's interesting. The thing I was going to say that I, I didn't know when I first started going through training and I had to really be trained on this is I love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so actually coaches job it's to listen. listen and and coaches really don't make diagnoses or diagnoses or give advice mm -hmm. um so i like to say what i do is i do one-on-one -on -one coaching where i just ask questions and it's all about the questions you ask to help the person discover on their own and kind of uncover um where they want to go like what they want to do next, right? Because it's not whatever I think is right. Um, so coaches ask questions and listen, and you kind of figure it out yourself in the coaching process of speaking, you know, talking out loud. But since I love to talk um, and I love to teach, I also, there's a big component of what I do is teaching. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of different words people use that um, you and I kind of briefly mentioned when we were starting, but there's counseling, there's consulting, there's mentoring, there's coaching, there's teaching. Um, and all of these things vary. Uh, there's a little bit of variation in them. And with teaching, I get to talk more and I get to present and I get to teach, but coaching is really about listening and asking really good questions that help the client kind of discover on their own. Yeah. And I would say that's, that's really similar for counseling as well, that I like, sometimes people will come to me and they'll want the advice of a counselor, just like free advice, not in counseling session. Like, what would you do? Cause you're a counselor. You should know about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so the thing is I can never just give somebody advice because my job is really to ask the right questions and help you come to your own conclusions and um, to kind of to walk alongside you, not not necessarily guide you to get to where I, I think you should go, but to walk alongside you as you find where you're meant to go. And mm -hmm. so I, I think I ask a lot more questions than I do like telling people yeah. what they should do. 
Um, but even in, in my job, there's a piece in, in the field, we would call it like psychoeducation. So I'm using part of my counseling time to educate people about like how their brain works or how relationships work or how they can use better communication skills or things like that. So um, again, there's this crossover between what you're doing as a coach and what I'm doing as a counselor. But like you said, there might be a little bit different focus, like um, the deeper uh, struggles or um, trauma or abuse in your past or um unresolved relationships, things like that would be things that I would yeah. be working with. Or, or like you said, the mental health diagnoses, like you're not going to say, well, based on this coaching session, I'm diagnosing you with major depression, depressive no. disorder. <laughs> no, but I would do that. <laughs> I would say yeah. like, look at these symptoms and look at your history. This is this diagnosis. And this is how, this is the evidence based treatment for that diagnosis. And I'm able to do that. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, knowing that I'm not equipped to do some of that, all of that, it helps me, um, differentiate what I am doing, you know? And like I said, I've talked to clients before where I've had to refer them and say, you know, I think you're looking for a therapist and, <laughs> and, and refer them. And one, one lady said to me, I knew you were going to say that, mm. You know, and I think sometimes yeah. people might start with coaching thinking, oh, maybe I just need a coach. Maybe I just need a, um, a plan, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I just need a, a next step. Mm -hmm. And um, we start talking and they know themselves that they need more. That what happens. do you think also like in our culture right now, like having a coach is kind of like cool and trendy and very trendy, very hip. You know? Yeah. It's hip to have a coach, but, uh, and, and to some extent a therapist as well, but for somebody who's struggling with some of the stigmas about therapy and mental health, it might be easier to say, I'm going to get a coach because that sounds like cool and positive. Whereas I need to get a therapist. Sounds like, Oh, there must be something wrong with me. Yeah, no, I think you're right on that. But I do think, so I'm, um, a different, I'm, I'm older than you. So we've got, I'm 52 <laughs> and you're in the middle. And then my daughters are like 23, 21 and that age, they all have therapists. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like if it's you don't have a therapist, thing. you, you don't care about yourself or your mental yeah. health. Right. Um, so it's changed, I think through the years mm -hmm. to be more acceptable mm -hmm. to have it. And then almost expected now that you would be taking care of yourself in that way. I think they yeah. see it as self care. Yeah. But I would say even because I'm in my late thirties. So I would say with people, my age that I've said, Oh, I have a coach. Um, they're like, you have a coach? Like that's super fancy. Like, so you are super fancy. I'm you're super, I, you know, I am I'm super <laughs> fancy, but also you having a coach might seem weird to them because you're a therapist, right? Yeah. Maybe they don't understand kind of the difference. Yeah. You know, um, but therapists have therapists and coaches have coaches. Yeah, exactly. And, right. So it's, it's all good, but they are different. And I love that we're talking about the difference because I think that can be really confusing to people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I'm going to ask you this question because like you mentioned how some people have kind of poo-pooed coaching because there's not as much training and preparation as counseling. Um, but what I know, so, so you said 
as a coach, I know I'm not supposed to cross this line into counseling. I know when I need to refer out for uh, like a more intensive kind of treatment, but I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's a lot of counselors who are going, oh my gosh, I'm sick of the medical model of therapy that we're doing right now with like diagnose and then treat and then send them back out and the Medicaid, like all that stuff, like insurance driven kind of therapy. So a lot of counselors are figuring out that if I call it coaching, I am not as regulated. I can do more of what I want. I'm, I can charge what I want, you know, all of that. So what do you think about therapists venturing into the coaching field? Oh my goodness. I did not even know that, know was that was a happening. thing that was going on, but now, that, <laughs> yeah, but now that you say it, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't love that model sometimes either. I feel like sometimes when you go to a doctor nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get like medication and sent on your way. Mm-hmm. And, um, that really doesn't appeal to me at all. I mean, my background in yoga and meditation and just discipleship and leadership and all of it. Like, I, I do believe there's a million things we should try before we start taking medicine. i also believe medicine's very, um, important and necessary for people mm-hmm. too. <laughs> um, but I understand what you're saying. So I feel like, um, that's a really interesting concept. I don't have a feeling about it one way or the other. I think if it works for them, you know how I, mm-hmm. I am. I, I believe the spirit leads us. And sometimes we're in a situation, even when we've had all the education um, in the world, and we feel like we went to school for our whole life, and we prepared for this thing, and maybe it's not working for us any longer. And I, I believe in listening to that. I believe in connecting with God and asking for guidance and asking him to lead you. And I think um, oftentimes, one of the limiting thoughts that people think is, Um, well, I spent so much money on my education. I can never change now. And I think that's a limiting thought. And I think it leads to unhappiness and, uh, unfulfillment because if God's leading you to something new, he's going to equip you for it Mm -hmm. and he's going to provide for you in it Mm -hmm. and nothing is wasted. So every single thing you learned through your education and through your experience that's led you up to this point will be used in that next thing God calls you into. Mm -hmm. And so for me, my initial reaction is just to say, I support them. If that's, you know, where they feel that they're being called. Um, If it's to get out of regulations, just to like make more money, obviously we're going to have to look at that. (laughs) Some issues there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I've seen some conversations where like, especially right now, um, well, we're trying to get post pandemic, but mid pandemic <laughs> therapists are trying to figure out. So like I'm seeing a college student and they're forced to go back home to their home state, uh, because all the classes went online and I still want to be able to see them in therapy, but the, um, the board says I can't see somebody that's not in my state. So oh, yeah. what if I call it coaching? <laughs> Got it. Yes. That's one you of know- the discussions that I saw come yeah. up. Yeah. Well, and that's a real limitation for therapists because you have to be licensed in the state. Whereas I have, as you know, like the membership I have, it's people from all over the country, actually, even in Scotland and Germany. Um, Yeah, because you're in Texas and I'm in California. And 
as long yeah. as we get our time zones right, we can connect. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a challenge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting thought. I hadn't considered it, but yeah. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so we'll, some of the differences that we've said with coaching and counseling have been like maybe this focus on moving forward versus looking back or the focus on more the positive versus rooting out the negative. Um, but, but I know even in that, like one of the things that you've been helping um, the women in your membership with is, is rooting out lib- limiting beliefs, which would yes. be something that I would do as a counselor too. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of similarities. So one of the things I, I was just noticing recently because uh, as a therapist we we're required to get our own therapy that's part of our our standard of care that we don't let our own issues get in the way of providing care to other people so i have a therapist and i meet with her every two weeks and then i also have a coach and that's you and i meet with (laughs) you um, a little bit more sporadically whenever it works and but then i also participate in some of the other activities that you offer through your membership so um there is a place for both and i'm not saying that everybody needs to have both all the time but what would you say and i'll share from my experience too but what would you say is like a time in your life when you need a coach? Yeah. Um, well, I work specifically with people that are starting or launching a business. And so mm-hmm. that would be a time, right? Like, so if you're starting something new, oftentimes you need, um, I think the encouragement, you know, one of the roles that I play as a coach and it fits me perfectly Um, as far as my original design is I'm an encourager. And so I get to kind of cheerlead. Um, I always say like, I'm that person that's on the side of the stage and you're going out on the stage and, and you're about to perform and you see me and I I've got you, I've got your back. I'm cheering for you. I'm for you. And I think, um, anytime you're starting something new, um, a coach is helpful in that also though with business and, and I'll speak specifically to that, but When you're running a business, it's not just that initial time that you need that confidence and that courage. Mm -hmm. It's as we move along, most people will get bored and distracted. Mm -hmm. It's just true. And so you need somebody to kind of give you that like shot in the arm and that energy and that excitement about what you're doing um, and just help you kind of stay focused. So I think sometimes people call coaches, um, like I said, when they're starting something new, but also when they just feel like they've lost focus, they're kind of floundering, they're untethered. They're like, I'm not sure what I'm doing here. Like, I just need to focus. And it's interesting because people will call for coaching um, to lose weight, say, mm-hmm. or to um, stick to a new exercise routine, or um, they're they're starting something new or they're feeling like they need to focus. I would say that would be um, a lot of reasons why people call. But like I said, it's not always at the beginning that you need someone. It's kind of in the middle when you start to get bored and distracted. I always say focus is our superpower. If we can focus in today's society, especially with um, COVID and kind of the, we were all watching Netflix and listening to every podcast under the sun, right? Like we're doing all these things, all the, like my attention spans short. Mm -hmm. And I'm like trying to do 14 things at one time. 
And so I think right now people are like, oh, now we're getting back to things. Oh, wait, where am I and what am I doing? And so there's a lot of people coming for coaching. Yeah. So I think a lot of what we've been going through um, over the last year and a half with COVID and all the other things that have been going on in the world, I think a lot of us are distracted and it's really hard to focus. And so I think a lot of people are coming to coaching kind of saying, you know, I really need to focus, whether it's on their business or just kind of in their life or with their health. Um, I want to get back on track. And so a lot of times people come to a coach because they, they want to get back on track. Yeah. I was just thinking about something it, that happened in our Facebook group for your membership over the last day or so that somebody posted, ah, I'm really lacking motivation. I feel stuck and procrastinating. And then the next morning you posted like a, a video of somebody dancing or something. What was that? Oh I yeah. Posted. Yeah. It was just like, well, let's just break it up with a dance party and then maybe that will get your juices flowing <laughs> again. And I like that, you know, sometimes the coaching is like really serious and like you're there to kick our booties, but other times it's like, you know what, probably you need to move your body and laugh a little bit. And then that's going to be what's getting you going. Um, oh, a hundred percent. And, and, and I think that, you know, coaching can be serious. And I, I think that at times it is, but my, I believe, I know for sure that oftentimes we just need a break. Like we need to walk away. We need to laugh. We, like I, you said, you know, we need to dance and that dance video made me feel like energetic. And so I was like, oh, I think everyone could probably use this today. Kind of the theme has been, you know, I'm a little bit unmotivated. Yeah. And so a coach is a motivator. A coach is somebody who inspires you, somebody who encourages you. Um, you know, we can talk about serious things for sure. Um, but there's, it runs the gamut of all of that. You know, it, it's not, I, I feel like a therapist. Um, it's a little bit deeper. It's a little bit more serious, right? Because wouldn't you think, cause you're dealing with trauma and you're dealing with a lot of heavier things I think than a coach would be. Although I do laugh a lot in my session. Yes. And well, and that's the personality. And I think that's mm -hmm. what comes into play. And it's really important to talk about is whether it's a coach or a mentor or a therapist, counselor, whatever you're looking to hire is the personality and the fit is going to be very, very crucial. Mm -hmm. um, and you, and as a therapist or as a coach, I think allowing yourself to be fully who you are, again, to go into that foundation, like ask God, like, what's my original design? Why are you asking me to do this thing? Why are you bringing me to this space? Who can I help God connect me with the people that, you know, we have this authentic connection so that everyone can be fully themselves. You know, sometimes I think, um, you know, in the past, I've tried to like put on some you know, persona, like, okay, this is my pastor persona, or mm -hmm. this is my, um, you know, very serious businesswoman persona. And it just, it, it falls flat because it's false. It's not you. Yeah. And so when I'm posting dance videos or when I'm whatever, talking about how much I love coffee, whatever it is, then those things start to emerge. And, and it's so funny too, because being in marketing, a lot of times people are talking to me about their branding. They want to brand themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't come up with a brand you want to be, you be yourself. And then that's, that's your brand. Your brand. 
you are your brand. <laughs> yes, you are your yeah. brand. And so I think sometimes we set forth like, well, I'm going to be a coach and I'm going to help people do this thing. Well, actually just be yourself. Let that other person be themselves. And then together you guys create this awesome energy. And this person goes off and does things they never thought they could. Mm -hmm. Um, but if we have an agenda going in or a plan of how it's supposed to look at the end, mm -hmm. uh, that's not helpful mm -hmm. to anyone. Mm -hmm. So, so if I can share a little bit of my experience, like finding you as a coach, cause I've had like health coaches and stuff before, but, and I've had a lot of therapists over the years, but you're the first time I've had like a business coach or a life coach. So, um, when I started working with you, I was feeling very stuck. And so this is, this is the thing when I conceptualize life coaching, I think when you're feeling stuck, that's when you need a yes. coach, right? Yes. Um, and that may be focus or that may be motivation or somebody to cheer you on, but whatever it is, it's getting unstuck from where you are. Um, so, and, and sometimes that's counseling too, but for me, I like, I deal with depression and I was going through a lot of uh, wounds in my spiritual life to do with my church and um, some experiences that I've had over the past year. So I went to see a therapist because I was crying every day. I upped my meds and I did that. But then at the same time, I'm trying to launch an e-course and I'm trying to launch a podcast and I'm an Enneagram three. And so if you know anything about Enneagram threes, which you are too, Sue, I, know, I am too. Yeah. You get like this, um, this discontent or this restlessness in your soul if you're not producing. Yes. <laughs> and I felt like I was not, I was not achieving the goals that I had set for myself. And so part of, part of me getting out of this like depression and anxiety that I was feeling about my business was also getting moving on that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I had you and my therapist starting about at the same time. I think I've seen you a little bit longer. And so she was helping me with some of like more of the depression stuff and the spiritual church stuff. That was kind of her um, expertise. And then you were helping me with like getting my booty going on the podcast and, and using Instagram for the first time. Cause I'm a dinosaur and, <laughs> and all this stuff, but <laughs> combining these two things for me was what kind of got me going into the next kind of phase of my, my growth and my, my life, you know? So uh, there were, there were moments of time where I felt like, wow, I get a lot more out of coaching than I do out of counseling. That's odd. But then there's other times where I really need my counselor because I'm dealing with this thing. Uh, so for me over this last season, it's been really good to kind of have both, but mm -hmm. I can see at different times in my life where I would need one or the other, depending on what I'm going through. So now that I've had these experiences, I'm like, okay, now I, it, for my own self or for people that I'm advising, I could say, this is probably what you need right now. And mm -hmm. I understand that I'm coming from a very privileged position of being able to pay for both of those things at the same time. So right. I just want to acknowledge that, that all of these things are expensive. And so we have to find ways to budget and prioritize and, and find 
you know, a way to do that. And a lot of times you wouldn't be able to do both at the same time because it just doesn't fit in the family budget. That's why I'm always teaching people about how to pay for therapy with their insurance because you you already paid for it with your paycheck. So, or with your work, so go ahead and use your insurance for that. So, um, I just wanted to acknowledge that, that I don't want to come off saying like, Oh, I get all these cool things that nobody else could afford because, you know, our family's on a budget too, but this is something that, uh, worked for me for this time. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, um, businesses now are offering, um, you know, like a certain, like 16 hours of free therapy, Mm -hmm. like, um, through the business, like, because they're recognizing how important it is for people to have these services and that everyone doesn't have the money to just go ahead and do that. But you mentioned something, um, being an Enneagram three, I think it's really interesting (laughs) because, um, we are, you know, achievers and, and we do feel better when we're producing, you know, and, and, God's had to prune a lot of that out of me. You know, my worthiness is not based on what I'm producing. Yeah. I'm worthy. Um, but knowing that about myself and knowing that I love to produce, I think what you said was really interesting. You, you were seeing the therapist and you had, you were dealing with depression, but part of that getting moving and getting unstuck was taking action. And it's what you said earlier about me posting the dance video. Mm-hmm. And it's as a yoga teacher, I recognize this in myself too. When I'm moving or doing something, I, I do feel better about myself. And maybe it's old school. I, I you know, grew up in Chicago. I grew up in the Midwest and my parents were totally like, oh, like you feel bad about yourself. Oh, go serve somebody, go do something, mm-hmm. you know, go do something was like a, a refrain. Yep. And Um, it's not always about doing something that produces money or produces, um, achievement. Sometimes we just have to dance. Sometimes we just have to go for a swim in the pool. Sometimes we just have to go for a walk, right? Sometimes we just have to do a down dog or a couple planks in the kitchen waiting for the microwave to run, right? Like using our bodies is a big part of what I believe keeps us healthy, not just like exercising, but I mean, like, I think creative ideas come when you move your body. Mm -hmm. I think that a new level of motivation comes when you move your body. And it's happened for me so many times. Um, And so I kind of, I love that you mentioned that because the Enneagram too, I think can be used, you know, it's used in coaching sometimes and probably in therapy too, but it's one of those things that I think it's almost like we can get stuck there or we can start to feel shame about it. Like, Oh, well, I know God doesn't want me to be all about achievement. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage people, actually God designed you exactly the way that you, he wants you to be. It's us fighting the way that we are that causes so much pain. It's like, if we can lean into it and yes, he's pruning out like the fact that achievement equals worth, Mm -hmm. but He's also like, you want to go achieve something great. You know who he's going to call on to achieve something? The achievers that he (laughs) wired that way. Right. And so, um, anyway, there's a lot there and I know I'm on like 14 different subjects, but I love everything (laughs) you said, because I think it's important. There's so many things to recognize just in that little bit that you just talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of knowing ourselves and knowing when we're stuck too. you know, sometimes people don't have the awareness to have a therapist or a coach because they don't know that they're stuck. Yeah. 
And there's just this sense of almost dread about their lives or disenchantment. Um, and God didn't make us to be sad or miserable. Um, you know, he, he, he wants us to have an abundant life full of joy and peace and the fruits of the spirit. And so recognizing it sometimes is the first step. And maybe if it's easier for someone to call a coach, cause they're like, Oh, well, she said she's a coach and I saw her on Instagram and they call, then that coach hopefully knows enough to say, if it's not right for coaching, that they would refer them to a therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So since we talk and, and you're talking a little bit right now about what God's doing through it, like what are some cool things that you've been seeing God do through your coaching recently? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so many things. I, you know me. Okay. So whenever I get together with the members, whether it's in person or like on a prayer call or something, I always cry. And mm -hmm. people like the other day in the in-person meeting, someone goes, well, it's been two minutes and she's already in tears because I <laughs> opened with a prayer and I couldn't even speak. Yep. Um, I'm just blown away. I, I think personally what he's doing for me as I'm coaching other women is he's showing me that we all, every single one of us has impact and we have influence. And oftentimes I think when I was younger, there was this model of, um, you know, you only certain people wrote books and they were best, you know, New York time bestsellers and they went on a book tour and they did this thing. Now we know that's not true anymore. People are self-publishing. There's a lot of ways to write a book. Same thing with podcasting. I never would have thought I could start a podcast, started a podcast. Now people in my group are starting podcasts. You started a podcast. Mm -hmm. It's so exciting. There's opportunities that were never there before. And watching people embrace those opportunities is like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, I remember somebody explained it to me one time, you know, when people get baptized mm -hmm. And there's always somebody there holding the towel. Yep. And I feel like I'm privileged enough to be the towel holder. Mm. That's beautiful. That's how I feel. And I know when I was younger, I, I wished for a bigger, like I, I almost had this vision of what it meant to have impact. And it was big. It was like stages, like, you know, a big stage with thousands of people in the audience. And it was like I had this vision and, and not to say that that's never going to be, but what God's shown me is it's in the personal, it's in the knowing that person's heart and soul and spirit that I get to make a real impact. Mm -hmm. And he has shifted that in me. And I think of the Bible verse that says, you know, God wants to give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, he might change them first. Yep. That's what we're hoping for, actually. <laughs> yeah. And then he gives it to you, right? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't ready when I was 25 or 35 or 45. And I'm ready now and I'm 52. And so I want to encourage people to what I said earlier, to know that even if he's asking you right now to paint furniture, that's what I used to do. I had a furniture painting business. And then I had, a, you know, I was a yoga teacher and uh, I worked at the church and I, I've done all these different things and it makes no sense right now. And I know it makes no sense right now, but I want to be that person kind of on the other side saying to you, it's going to make sense one day. Mm -hmm. He's going to weave it together like this beautiful tapestry and you will look back and be like, and that's why he had me doing that. Right. Yeah. 
and every single piece of it is holy. And so I think encouraging people to be excited about where they are and just keep moving forward is it's, I love doing it. So I've seen so many people, as far as success stories, you starting your podcast is super exciting. Um, Erin taking women on a hike through Colorado um, was her dream. She just did it. She, uh, she said God's presence there was so, it was just so holy and he was so there and he provided for them and he protected them and they were so excited and she's going to do it again. And don't you wish you were on that hike? Yes. We have to go on the next one. Okay. We're on. We're in. (laughs) Okay. Um, But there were so many things. Another member started a podcast. I have people like launching things they never thought they would do before. Even Mm -hmm. sometimes just that tiny step of like putting yourself out there and saying to your Facebook friends and family. Hey, you guys, I'm thinking about doing this thing. Are you interested? And watching the response and the encouragement come in from people um, and watching that my client's reaction to that encouragement. Sometimes we think we're all alone, you know, and I think the enemy isolates us so that we feel like, oh, I can't do this thing and puts these doubts in our minds. And so my uh, biggest joy is encouraging people to get past those things. Do the, do the thing you, you make fun of me. Cause I'm always like, do it, do, do it. it. <laughs> um, but then that reward of watching them like really stand taller in their original design and in their purpose is I, I can't say enough about how rewarding that is for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say it's a similar experience as a Christian counselor when you get to dig in deep with people and then you see like the chains fall off. Like you, yeah. you mentioned the image of like holding the towel at the baptism. That that actually was one of my jobs in my church. I'm the towel oh. holder. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, um, but to be like the, the person that speaks freedom into some of these dark places and, and then to, to peel the chains off and peel the layers off, like, and when when people do that in therapy, they're able to walk into whatever the next thing is and, um, and achieve those things, whether it's in their marriage or their parenting or their business or their, their health, whatever that is, that they're able to go, um, into their calling that God has them because they've, uh, taken off this weight of whatever them down. So, yeah. We both have really cool jobs, don't we? Yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. And considering I didn't really even know what coaching was a few years ago, I'm like very excited that God brought this to me, for sure. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so, Sue, at the end of every episode, I ask my guest, what are they doing for soul care? So I'd like to know, what are you doing for soul care, Sue? Well, I kind of already said it. I'm moving mm-hmm. my body. I'm making it a priority to move my body. So I was dancing around the kitchen this morning and I'm sure that my adult children who are here for summer are mortified. Um, But music and movement to me are bringing me life. I mean, I really, this has been a tough year, a lot of sitting, a lot of waiting, a lot of wondering, uh, a lot of arguing, a lot of chaos outside the doors, right? And so- Um, there's fear. And I think there's um, a reluctance to move almost like if we just sit, sit still, maybe nothing bad will happen. Right. I think there's been this like weird um, kind of halt in all of our lives. And so for me, it's about embracing 
the movement, embracing the fact that I'm alive. You know, I feel like we need to remind each other sometimes, hey, heads up, like you're alive, you're alive, you can move, uh, you can breathe and you can um, enjoy your life and have that joy and have that, um, you know, try to laugh. A little bit of levity is good, I think, for all of us. But moving your body helps it because listen, you can't look cool and like super professional when you're like dancing. Um, right. So thank God for TikTok. I like watching those dance yeah. videos and getting some ideas. So that's yeah. really what I'm doing. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, I thank you for all of that encouragement and uh, for being here today. Now, if, if somebody wanted to follow up with you and maybe there's somebody out there listening that is a, a Christian woman that has like a, a just a seed of an idea that she wants to, wants to run with, how would we get in touch with you? Yeah, so it's greatbigyes.com is my website and I have all of my information there. I'm most active on Great Big Yes on Instagram. Um, I love Instagram. I teach Instagram. It's my favorite way to kind of share things on social media. So, but I also have a great big guest page on Facebook mm -hmm. and then I have a podcast um, and you've been a guest on my podcast. It's um, great big yes on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So really just go to great big yes and you'll find me. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And there's so many opportunities. I think you even have uh, like some mini courses and some freebies and different things that you're offering too. So um, really excited for people to kind of explore this world. Like, you know, I'm here to kind of get Christians into therapy and to um, break down some of those stigmas, but there's so many people that could really benefit from coaching as well. So thank you for explaining all of that to us and, and opening that up and sharing from your heart today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that God connected us. I know this has been a divine connection and just so much fun and uh, the best is yet to come for sure. Thank you. The Soul Grit Podcast is a production of Soul Grit Resources. You can find more at soulgritresources.com or on the socials at Soul Grit Resources. You can email me at info at soulgritresources.com.